Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into a very special edition of Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. In studio in 30 minutes, we have our friend Frank Schwab. He's actually in studio now. He'll be on camera in 30 minutes. Senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports and also their betting analyst. He's been such a great guest for us throughout the entire football season. Been terrific. Tremendous insights. I also like the fact that he's not a homer to all his Wisconsinites. I'm sure he's going to start out the segment with an on Wisconsin as Bucky Badger once again loses uh, a critical game. By the way, maybe they can make a coaching change. There's a plethora of coaches that are moving on nowadays. I'd like to address off the top here, Amal. I'd like to thank the people that supported us for the Mitchie for Best PM show. We did win our primary. However, we lost to my guys in the desert. Um, I'll be on with Derek later in the day with Stormy, but I want to say this now when someone's watching. Uh, so I want to thank Paul Howard, Mitch Moss, uh, our friend Josh Towers, who's been on the show with yeah. us during the baseball season, co-hosted a few times, Greg Peterson, all through their support. And at the end of the day, just too much going up against the VGK Disney conglomerate. But still, I, I like to make this point. We garnered the most nominal votes of anyone that didn't win a category in the history. 327 votes. So thank you for your support. I know it means a lot to them all. Can I get all these votes when I run for Congress in a few years? <laughs> I just want to know. I know you're changing jobs. I just don't know which direction you're I don't going. either yet. I'll let you know as soon as I figure it out. Okay, Thursdays I give my top five uh, rated teams in the NFL. There's not much drama here. I'm all, I didn't change one through four because they either won their game or they had a bye last week. I mean, we can run through it in reverse order. I had Packers, Cardinals, Chiefs, Patriots. I'm not moving any of those. Packers, Cardinals, Chiefs, Patriots. Patriots. Okay. Packers, number one. Five? Frank can quibble with that if he wants later in the show. 
Uh, I had the Cowboys their way out now after that Thanksgiving performance, and I put probably a team that should have been in there anyhow, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number five. They had a nice come-from-behind win, aided by the turnovers by the Indianapolis Colts. I thought the Colts, if they took care of the football, they win that football game. Um, you know, the Colts are at 15-1 to to win the AFC right now, Mike. I think they're a dangerous team. There's no overwhelming team in that league. New England is playing well. Buffalo's got some warts at this point in time. Kansas City looking good, but are you completely buying the Chiefs? Let's see how they perform coming off of a critical buy. They've got an opportunity to make some headway here. But I still think the Colts, with that running game, Jonathan Martin right now leading the league and rushing by a large, large margin. This team is dangerous. And I thought Carson Wentz, outside of that throw to Antoine Winfield Jr., I thought he looked good. Uh, the Colts are interesting. I brought this up. Could they catch the Titans? The math was against them, obviously, right? And then they lose the game against the Bucks. But the price to win the AFC is certainly interesting. I think the AFC is more wide open than we think. We talked yesterday about the NFC being really between three teams the Packers, the Cardinals, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I tend to agree with you in the NFC. I think those are the three uh, prohibitive favorites, but I think the Rams are still a shot. I'm just not buying Dallas. We'll get into the plays later on today. I'm looking at the uh, New Orleans Saints in this matchup, catching six at home. Talk about a coaching uh, mismatch between Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy. Obviously, huge edge for the Saints in this one. Well, it's between Sean Payton and and no Mike McCarthy, right? Oh, I that's mean, right. He's got COVID. That's right. That's right. I forgot got, about that. He might as well have gotten suspended by Sean, by going off on Sean Hockley on Thanksgiving if he knew he was going to get get into the protocol. Do you think that actually makes a difference in the game, not having McCarthy there? Actually, he's the one that makes the fourth down decisions and the timeouts. He hasn't been great on either. You're being kind. Are you his agent? I mean, come on. He's been horrendous, horrific, whatever other word you want to use there. Look, I still think the Saints in the Dome plus six here. It's a little bit of a big number. Dallas has struggled a little bit of late, lost two in a row. But more importantly, the Saints' defense is still solid. Taysom Hill going to get the start tonight under center. I think that'll make a difference. This line yesterday sat at five, and then we found Alvin Kamara is not going to play. It's moved to six and a half in some spots. Is that justified, the one and a half point move based on the Kamara availability? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. But to me, it's more about the Saints' defense against this uh, Dallas offense. This this will be the first time Dak has his full complement of weapons since week one now. Uh, and then I think we're going to see more Pollard than we will Zeke at this point in the year. I know you you don't buy the argument that he's just as good. He's not. The bottom line is when you look at it, Zeke is the one that runs between the tackles. Pollard is a change of pace back. Go back and look when he started and the type of numbers he's put up as a starting tailback for the Dallas Cowboys. There's a reason why Dallas doesn't have him as the starter right now. Uh, I want to talk about props in this game and from the perspective of uh, what's become very popular, first touchdown and anytime score. Favorite for the first touchdown in the game tonight is Ezekiel Elliott at plus 550. Your second choice, Mark Ingram at plus 750. C.D. Lamb, 8-1. to one. Taysom Hill, of course, has uh, as a running quarterback. He's the fourth choice, 9-1. to one. Tony Pollard, 10-1. to one. You like anybody on this list, or you want to go uh, with a little higher odds? No, I'm going to tell you, I'm a little bit offended by this question. And moving forward, I don't want to be asked this question again. This is one where you just sit there and say you're going to throw the dice and you feel like you want to take a long shot, fine. I'm not here to light money on fire. I'm be- I've been doing that on my own in college basketball. Okay, let's get the- then go to any time score. Is that more comfortable for no, you? No, it's not. I-, I want some real props that we can actually make some money on. If there's not an advantage, in it, if you don't see an edge on it, why are we taking it? Let's get to something real here. Okay, what like you, Oklahoma what, State. What do you want to get to? You, are, I want to save. I want to save our talk about college football for Frank. Okay, that's I fine. I don't through, have a problem with that. I want to go through the championship games with Frank. Is that okay? That, with I don't you? have a problem with that. Give me some NFC futures. No, I don't want any. NFC. I got to get off my Rams play anyway. No, I. Well, <laughs> I don't want. I can cut them in half here. Obviously, um, Bucks are back down to where they were uh, about plus two seventy five to win the NFC. If you want to get off them that way, Packers plus three seventy five to win. 
There's your answer. You're going to get off it. You had the Rams at 6-1? to one, Yeah. Right? And you have to win the division at plus 210? Yeah, yep, absolutely. You, th- you think that's dead, too? You think no, it's plus $2 on the Rams. You think the Cardinals division? No, I don't think that division's over, but okay. I don't believe the Rams are going to be able to go into Lambeau or Tampa and win to be able to win the NFC Championship. They'd have to somehow host this. And remember, losing that head-to-head against the Packers is going to be critical down the stretch. But they do have the head-to-head victory against the Buccaneers, which I think will be crucial. I just feel like this is going to be Aaron Rodgers and company's year. They've got a great opportunity but if you're the Rams, think about this. You could host the Super Bowl just like the Buccaneers did. All right, let's save the football talk for when Frank comes on because he is the senior NFL writer there at Yahoo. Uh, let's talk a little association here. Uh, and, did you and see he, the finish in Milwaukee? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, my God. Was it a layup? He made a layup. I saw a quote from uh, from the freak, Antetokounmpo. He said now at his age, he just doesn't have the ability to dunk. He has to be more creative, and that's why he laid the ball in. First of all, you got to state the Greek freak because to me the freak is Javon Kurse. It depends on who you're talking about. The Greek freak. There we go. So last night, LaMelo Ball hits a tremendous three-point shot to put uh, the Hornets up, or excuse me, to tie the basketball game on an off-balance shot. It was an unbelievable shot. Then uh, Giannis, with a tremendous layup, uh, gives them a two-point lead, and the Miles Bridges almost hits about a 60, 65-foot shot at the buzzer to win it. Incredible finish. If you haven't seen it, you can find the highlights in the quick 10-second sequence. You liked the points in the game last night. You was said nine was way too many. It was way too many. <laughs> game came down to the end, and it was a great opportunity there. This kid, LaMelo Ball, forget about you know what the stigma may come with the perception of his dad. This kid can really, really play. Uh, Bucks back-to-back here tonight. They play the Raptors. They're laying four-and-a-half. Total of 215 them all. Yeah, this Milwaukee team on a roll right now. I think they've won eight in a row. They continue to sizzle in the Eastern Conference. I love what Giannis was saying. Are we tanking for a draft pick? This team is really getting things turned around. The one thing with the concern that I've had with Toronto so far has been the injury situation. Obviously, without OG Ananobo and Gary Trent, it's a big problem. Those two guys combined, you're losing almost 35 points a game right there. That, that's a big blow with these two guys being on the lineup. Also, Goran Dragic out for personal reasons. Um I'm not a big fan of taking teams in a road back-to-back spot, uh, but this is a stay away from me on either side here. Bulls at Knicks. The baby Bulls laying two on the road, 210. Yeah, I would be leaning towards the home bricks here uh, coming off that tough loss uh, against. And by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Julius Randle is going to get a couple of calls tonight. Complaining about the officiating, saying he's being treated differently. I just have a feeling he's going to get a couple of calls at home at MSG tonight. Uh, all right, let's switch to college basketball. Interesting night last night. We talked about that game in Tempe, uh, all-time offensive futility. 75 years since Arizona State scored that few points. The most remarkable of all these statistics to me, Amal, was there was 11 minutes and 26 seconds in the first half where a total of two points combined were scored. It went from the under-17 minute mark to the 10-minute mark where nobody scored a single mm-hmm. point. You know, if I sat there, I was telling a friend of mine last night, he goes, he goes, who'd you have? And I said, I had Arizona State, and I told him a couple other games I lost. And I said to him, I, I'm going to give you a scenario. If a team scores eight points in the final 17 minutes of the first half and they already have 10 points in the first three minutes, I said, what do you think the side I have has? He goes, ah, at least 28 to 30. You're up 10 to 12 at the break. I said, no, I was down eight. All of six from the line in the first half. Unbelievable. I, I said this morning, I know hyperbole. It's the farewell tour for both rats. Krzyzewski's <laughs> going out. We know that he ought to take Pete Gaudet with him since he penned all those losses the year he was tired. Uh, and then Hurley's got to go. Hurley, nine seasons now. He's never even made it to the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament. I don't know if the way this team is going, if Hurley's going to make it through the year. Through the year. And Marion Jackson, the kid who transferred from Toledo, was a terrific point guard for the for the Rockets. Mike, he's lost his confidence. He's not playing well. They don't have any fight. They look awful. I mean, they look like a team playing intramural basketball out there at Arizona State. All right, tonight on the hardwood in college basketball, Missouri uh, goes to Liberty. Liberty 
Lane five points against a Power 5 Missouri squad. Total of 126, Amal. Yeah, this can be an interesting matchup. Neither of these teams shoot the ball particularly well. Liberty comes in at below 45%. Missouri even worse at about 41%. This is not a game I'm going to get involved in. This Missouri team, though, they showed well in the holiday tournament they played and had a come-from-behind victory uh, in that tournament against, I think it was SMU. Uh, but this will be an interesting matchup. I, I don't want to lay the points here with the Flames, but I also don't want to take the Tigers either. Oral Roberts at TCU. TCU, 8.5-point favorites, 146.5. I looked at this game. I kind of stayed away, but I was leaning towards the road dog here. Oral Roberts had a tough overtime loss against Oklahoma State, in which they were catching 9, 9.5 over the weekend, and then they beat Tulsa at home, another cheap line at minus 2. This number seems a little bit high. It's come down now, down to 8.5. And I think this is rightfully so. Jamie Dixon's team is inconsistent, Mike, offensively. Uh, I watched them play the other night against Austin P. not particularly strong. Oral Roberts, remember, Abrams back for them, can shoot the three ball. This team could be dangerous in this spot, catching a number like this. I think TCU is a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team. I'm disappointed in myself from a betting perspective. The you didn't last... take North Carolina? Yeah, I didn't take Purdue. I, I just yeah. thought it was too many points against Florida State, and they dominated them. And then I said Michigan is no good. And then North Carolina, what'd they go on that 18 to nothing run there early in the second half and blew them out? I don't think this Michigan team is a top 40 team. You agree or disagree? I would tend to agree with you. When you look at the Big Ten, the number one team in the country now residing in West Lafayette, Indiana, Purdue. I think Jaden Ivey's still dangerous. By the way, Trace Jackson Davis, and by the way, our guest said this, Frank, Frank Schwab said, Trace Jackson Davis for Big Ten Player of the Year. He is going to be that. He's been tremendous for the Hoosiers so far. But Purdue, Ohio State, um, Indiana's going to be very good under Mike Woodson. Uh, it's going to be a fun league to watch this year. Uh, Iowa shooting the basketball well at Virginia the other night. So All right, when we fun. come back, more college hoops and some NHL. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, Amal. No more spit cups and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, or your personal favorite, citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is odds on. Mike Palm and Amal Shaw here. We're going to have Frank Schwab with us here in studio in just 15 minutes. Amal, last night we were talking off camera. BYU, huge upset and a bad beat on second half underbetters. Yeah, our producer uh, Britton had uh, Utah Valley and the BYU second half under. So Utah Valley's up one. They go to the free throw line with about eight seconds remaining. Uh, game's comfortably under the second half total here, Mike. And then all of a sudden, uh, it makes one out of two. BYU gets the rebound. They're pushing the ball up the floor. And then Utah Valley decides, hey, we're going to foul them 65 feet from the basket because that, that's the prudent thing to do in this situation up by two. BYU steps to the line, promptly misses the first free throw, so you're feeling pretty good if you've got this second half under. The second one takes two trips around the world, and then the ball comes out of the rim, knocks off a of Utah Valley. BYU calls a timeout, inbounds the ball. And all of a sudden, they hit a little crazy under, oop, uh, excuse me, up and under shot off the glass to send it to overtime. And then, of course, you know the rest is history from there. It's Ter- sure. Terrible beat if you had the second half under in this game. All right, let's go back to college basketball tonight. Um, Utah State hosts the Australia national team, also known <laughs> as St. Mary's. <laughs> the, the green and yellow, Utah, the kangaroos. <laughs> Utah State lane one at home here. Total them all, 127.5. Yeah, these are both teams who are going to be pretty good. I think Utah State's probably a fourth-place finisher in the West Coast Conference this year when you look at, obviously, you got BYU, who was ranked number 12 up until this loss, of, and Gonzaga there. But this St. Mary's team is dangerous. Remember, their single loss came against Wisconsin, who I didn't even mention for the Big Ten. But this is going to be a dangerous team in the WCC, and you're right about that. This is the national team for uh, this St. Mary's team. Good balance offensively, four double-digit scores. This team's going to be tough. Uh, Mike, this is a game I would not touch. I would look towards the Utes simply because they're at home, but not a game I'm going to get involved in. When you go into uh, 
Logan, it's always a challenge in this matchup, and I, I think Utah State's got a great chance to be able to win this basketball game. Lane, just a point here. Okay, let's go to the Pac-12, uh, who's got conference play underway already. Oregon State travels southbound to Berkeley to take on Cal. The Bears, a two-and-a-half-point home favorite with a total of 126. Yeah, this was a game I was looking at. I was thinking about taking the road dog here with Oregon State. Cal is a horrifically bad team. These, these uh, uh, San Francisco Bay Area trips are going to be great for the Pac-12 teams this year. How come this Cal can never get any better in basketball? I, I don't know. I was saying that to somebody. If you're if you're Cal and if you're recruiting a player, you say, hey, listen, you got an opportunity to come to one of the premier, if not the premier public institutions in America. Why wouldn't you want to come and play in the Pac-12? They're just terrible. This team has been inconsistent. They're not doing well. Even we see across the Bay, Stanford not doing as well also. Um, I, I lean towards Oregon State here. They've been inconsistent. And by the way, you talk about making money off of a three-game run. Nobody has had a, ever had a better three-game run in the history of college basketball than Wayne Tinkle at Oregon State getting to that Elite Eight and cashing out. Okay. Two teams that have been uh, perennial tournament teams from the small conferences, Lipscomb, Takes Belmont. on Belmont. Belmont, a huge favorite here. Laying 15, total of 150. Yeah, remember, Lipscomb had a great road win at Dayton. Mm-hmm. Dayton, who ends up beating Kansas down in uh, uh, down in Orlando. But uh, tell you what, this is a big number here, Mike. This Lipscomb team can really shoot the three ball. I would be looking at taking the points here. I think the total, what is it, 151 or so? 150. In this, mm-hmm. um, this is one that, I, I'm not going to touch the total, but I could see it getting over. But you got to take Lipscomb in the points here. The Bison's... The, the, their perimeter game is going to be the key in this one, but Belmont, terrific passing team, can also shoot the basketball well. Speaking of Dayton, Kansas, Dick Vitale called the game, Yes, right? Kansas got off to a big early lead. He said you won't find a more shocking result this basketball season than them losing that game from where they were in the first half and being whatever a 25-point favorite. In-game during that game, one point was 19.5. I mean, he's absolutely right. You look at this team, KU, they're expected to challenge for a Final Four. You expect them to probably win the Big 12. It is a really shocking result. Mike Dayton is loaded with young players. Uh, Anthony Grant's probably going to struggle in A-10 play this year, but that was just an absolute shock. I would have never given them a chance. Valpo is in Des Moines tonight to take on Drake. Uh, Drake laying 13.5 at home. Over the last two to three years, Amal, Drake has been one of the best against the spread college basketball teams. Yeah, they've been, they've been tremendous. You know, people don't realize this Bulldogs team has been very solid. Remember last year, they, they, it might have been two years ago, they had the tough matchup against Loyola on the back-to-back days. I think it was last year. This Drake team is dangerous, particularly at home. Valpo has really fallen off. They're just not as good as they used to be. Not going to get involved in this game. Too big of a spread. You know, the Crusaders at one point in time were, were a great team that would fly under the radar, but now in the Valley, they're just not as effective as they've been in the past. I think because they were de- dominating the Horizon League, much more challenging here now against uh, in this league now. It's a little bit high for me. I, I don't want to get Drake in these spots where they're laying double digits. I would tend to get them more in games where the spread is five or less either way. I'm going to one more game in college yeah. basketball. Let's go to your wheelhouse here. Ferry cross the Mersey. Detroit Mercy is taking on IUPUI, an 0-6 Detroit Mercy team, 1-5 IUPUI, IUPUI, a seven-point home dog to Mercy. So I looked at this line. (laughs) I I knew you looked at this game. And IUPUI (laughs) is contending outside of Chicago State for one of the five worst teams in Division I. This team cannot shoot the basketball to save their life. Mike, as a matter of fact, I have it saved on the favorites here. IUPUI, the Jaguars come in with a 39% field goal percentage, can't shoot the basketball. This Detroit team struggled a little bit on the road at Northeastern earlier in the week. Uh, it's a, I think the number's sitting at seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit of a big number to lay on the road here. But I think the way they shoot the basketball, they should be able to dominate. You you talk about having an opportunity to put some distance between yourself and a weak opponent. It should be the Titans here. Oh, let's let's take it to the ice here. The Blues 
were down three to nothing at home to the Lightning the other night. They rallied to win that game. Now they have to go to Amelie Arena in uh, Florida and and play as the visitor against the Lightning. Lightning here, not that much more of a favorite than they were in St. Louis. One fifty five with a total of five and a half against the Blues. Revenge game here, Vasilevsky in net in this one for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Who's so in net for the St. Louis Blues? Uh, what did you say the price was? One seventy-five. One fifty-five. Surprisingly low. T- Tampa, right? <laughs> yeah, revenge spot here. They're not going to blow another game. One thing with John Cooper's teams, they rebound fairly well. Uh, I like Tampa here at Amelie uh, to win this game against St. Louis. I want to ask you a question before we go on. Oh, okay. Last night, I'll allow it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Gee, thanks for thank you. I appreciate that. Last night, I don't know if you saw the Pens uh, Oilers game. It was on TNT. Of course, we saw it. it was the national game. I was I'm flipping, sorry. I, I, you know, I, figured I was just... flipping back and forth between that and Knights at Ducks. The Knights seem to have left their game in Stormy's ballot box here. They give up four in the second period uh, to Anaheim, and Anaheim hangs on for a 6-5 win. But go ahead with your Oilers point. So Zach Hyman scores a goal to get a hat trick. Yeah. Are you... It was offside. Hold on. Well, that's like... a very good challenge by Sullivan. Yeah, good challenge. Yeah. So these fans, they throw their hats on the ice. Can you explain this to me? First of all, I'm not throwing 20 bucks on the ice what I paid for the hat. Yeah. Why am I throwing it? And here's the best part. They all throw it on the ice for the hat trick. No goal. But there was no hat trick. And there then later no with the empty net, yeah. you see McDavid wanted to get it back to him, but he couldn't, and he just had to put it away so that they have the three Smart play lead. by Connor McDavid. If, if you didn't see yeah. it, uh, McDavid and Hyman had a breakaway. <laughs> there was a defender between them, yeah. and McDavid took the goal himself. And But I'm just saying, why do you throw your hat on the ice for a hat trick? Can we get the official? He points to center ice and goes, it's a good goal. I would rather throw a rubber rat. I would agree. Right? You buy a Panthers, little $2 yeah. rubber yeah, exactly. rat and throw that the rat bin in Sunrise. I saw somebody throw their Oilers hat on there. I'm like, that's a nice-looking oh, hat. That's good. All right, Sharks are on Long Island tonight to take on the Islanders. Sharks have been better than expected. Islanders have not done as well as predicted. Islanders only a small home favorite here, $1.25. Total five and a half shaded to the under them all. The better, the better question is, is Evander Kane been betting on the Sharks? <laughs> I think it's a good chance for them to be able to get some money back there. <laughs> Uh, this Islanders team really off to a rough start. But remember, they were on an extended road trip so far this year. Uh, that's one of the challenges that's been there. I think this team can get it turned around. Uh, you got Sorokin in net tonight against Aiden Hill. Should be a pretty good matchup here. I, I don't have a play on this one, Mike, but what about this total at five and a half? It's always hard to take Sharks games. Sharks under. are t- t- difficult. I only play a first period if I play with them because... And also, they pull the goalie so darn early, too. The Sharks oh my are God. one of these the teams. Sharks that, are three and they goals. leave it out three. Three, three goals. Mean, down to, come on, it's the NHL. You think these guys are going to hit one from the blue line? Hey, I want to talk about Blue Jackets at Stars. I thought a very nice victory for the Stars last night at home against a good Hurricanes team. They dominated that game. They won it uh, 4-1, I believe. Um, stars, though, laying a big price tonight against the Blue Jackets. 230. You look at the puck line here and the total 5.5. Well, the number is so high because Ottinger's been unbelievable so far for this Dallas Stars team. I mean, he's uh, just he's, he hasn't had a lot of appearances for nobody. He's got a one point two six. Merzlikens has played well, also. Mike, I like the under in this game. I think this is a game that's going to be tough for the Blue Jackets to get on the score sheet. Also, I don't want to lay two thirty in a hockey game in this particular spot with Dallas, who can be inconsistent. Power play with Pavelski's been unbelievable, but it's still the concern I have is with this offense at times. And only uh, five cents juice to the under five and a half. All right, one more game. Your favorite team, your darlings, the Calgary Flames, yes, sir. are in LA to take on the Kings. They're a one forty-five road favorite. Five and a half again. Don't be a hater, but last night they used my line on the NHL Network. They said Alberta divi- dominating the division, Edmonton and Calgary. And I'm telling you right now, this Flames they, they team... They must be watching odds on. Of course not. But anyway, <laughs> the bottom line is, I like Jacob Markstrom in this one here. Uh, this Kings team, 
Really struggled against the Ducks. I leveled it up at 4-4 two nights ago and then ended up blowing it. So I'm going to go with the Flames. Up next in studio, Frank Schwab. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN holiday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. And look who's at the desk with us, our good friend Frank Schwab. You've been with us every week during the football season. And I, I don't know, you got to be at like 80% on your picks on this show. You've been red hot. But we really appreciate everything you've done for the network and for our show. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. When I started doing VSIN years ago, you, this was the only time I got to really um, our gambling. You know, I mean, it was so taboo five years ago. Now, every time I do a radio show, I'm talking gambling. It's so good. But you guys, such innovators, such pioneers of this network. It's, it's, it's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege for Maul and I to be on every day as well, and, and I mean that sincerely. Look, last week I talked to you about the playoff picture, my Cincinnati ticket at 14-1, to and you were of the opinion before the game at Jordan Air that a two-loss Alabama team could still get into the playoff after that game at Auburn. Do you still believe that? No, I really don't. I, I think, well, I mean, everything has, it, it, what if Alabama goes in, loses by last second field goal mm-hmm. in Georgia? Okay, th- then that changes. I don't know that they do. I think, I'm kind of thinking Alabama is going to really take it this this Saturday. I think that Georgia's a much better team. They're, they've played so well. They want to beat Alabama. This is Even though Georgia has their CFP berth locked up, they're going no matter what, right? But they want to beat Alabama. They're, they're the bullies on the block. I think they're going to come out, play their A game. I think Alabama... Really gets blown out. Not blown out, but I think they lose significantly here. And I think, yeah, I think your Cincinnati ticket is a lot better than it was a week ago. Are you uh, on two, the side in the total here? You're willing to lay the six and a half. And then it's interesting on the total because the mall said when this game was put out as the game of the year and it was 50 and a half, he thought it was 10 points off. It should be 60. I've heard some respected opinions are on the under and the number's going down. It's down to 49 and a half. Seems like you're leaning Georgia minus six and a half. Any opinion on the total? Not really. I think it's about right. Uh, but I, I could see Alabama really. I mean, look, if, if Auburn can do what they did to them last week, Georgia can. I mean, they've given up how many points this year? It's it's a ridiculous amount. They're a great defense. They're one of the great defenses we've seen, what, in a decade, two decades? So I think the under probably is the play, but nothing I'm going to get involved with. I, I appreciate what you're saying. The one thing I would contend is no Jamison Williams in that game down at Jordan Hare in the second half had a huge impact on this sure. offense. The other thing is, I think in the SEC championship game, there will be a little bit of pressure on this Georgia team, and I think this is the first time they're going to really face a true elite-level quarterback in an offense. That's sure. the one difference. I think Bryce Young, and I said this the other day, we had Brent Musburger on, and I said, to me, in the last 25 years, the most accurate passers I've seen in college football have been Tim Couch at Kentucky, Sam Bradford at Oklahoma, and Bryce Young. This kid is unbelievable. Yeah. I want C.J. Stroud to win the Heisman. I'm an Ohio State guy, so obviously a bias there, but if you, if I'm being completely impartial... It's got to be Bryce Young. The, what he's yeah. done, the throws he makes. you know. And Frank, I go back to the play he had against Arkansas. He comes up to the line. He's, the play breaks down. He looks like he's about to take off and run. And every other quarterback would run. He throws the ball parallel to the line of scrimmage like as if he knew exactly where the line was and just dumps it off for a touchdown pass. This kid is unbelievable. Really advanced, yeah. But, I mean, has he faced a defense like this? No, no. And that's has. the thing. Yeah. I, I mean, it it's goes both ways. You could say, yeah, that's you fair. know, Georgia hasn't faced a quarterback like this, but I don't think he's faced a defense. This this Georgia defense is a unit that just it, it impresses me, it blows me away. This is one of the best we've seen. And I, I think that that level 
of elite defense is going to carry them in this SEC championship and to a college. I think they're going to win it all. I think they win national title. I think this is the second most important game for Georgia in the last 40 years. Outside of the national championship game in Atlanta, this yeah. game is not only about winning and getting to the college football playoff, which I'm with you. I think they're going to win the whole thing. But this really sets a tone. Kirby's been killing it on the yeah. recruiting trail. If you were to lose this game, how does anyone in the fan base ever believe you're going to beat Nick Saban right. and be able to win? This is it. I, I mean, yeah, if, if not now, when? Yeah. If you don't beat Alabama this time, when you have everything set up, you are great on both sides of the ball, you have this elite defense, you are correct. I think that there, there is a lot of pressure on them, but I think they rise to that. I think that, you know, in, in some situations, say, well, this SEC championship game, maybe they come out a little bit flat at a close game, but I think they want to beat Alabama, like you said, so badly and kind of establish, hey, now this is going to be a two-team race for a while now. We can compete with Alabama. And if you can't win this game, you can't say that. You can't, you're going to come out of this game. <laughs> and all Georgia fans are going to say, well, we just can't beat these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Schwab joins us in studio. Uh, for Odds On fans, you've heard him every week here. He is the senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports and also their betting analyst, Frank, you graduated from Wisconsin to Madison. Mm-hmm. You know the Big Ten very well. Uh, Iowa gets in by virtue of your Badgers losing <laughs> at Minnesota. And Did you bring me in just to talk about that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I have to be reminded of that awful, awful performance. I've watched every snap of Iowa football this year. Oh, Oh, is that and, a, and if you just the, watched is somebody game, forcing you to do this? Is, just, that, is this a cry for help? If you just watched, well, I'm from Dubuque, Iowa. <laughs> know, if you just, and my dad was a devout uh, Hawkeye fan. If you just watched the game in Madison, right? And, and yeah. it's not that much of an aberration of their offense. You would say, why isn't Michigan a 24 point favorite in this game, right? Are you laying 10 and a half here? Easily. Yeah, yeah. I just, look, Iowa. I don't know how they got the number two in the nation. Uh, they're not because you watch the games after that. Especially the one at Wisconsin, I was like, the, this team was number two in the country. And then even they've gotten, the, I think, four straight wins, barely winning these games. I mean, Nebraska, Nebraska. You know, I mean, they found every single way to lose last week. I, I watched that game. I had Iowa, and I watched that game. So I was on the wrong side. Uh, you know, Nebraska blew it. I don't, and I think that Michigan is so excited to get to this point finally that they're not going to let this opportunity pass. You're going to see Michigan play really, really well. They're still in the CFP discussion right now. I think they they really bring it. They're going to win. I think they cover this number because I just don't think Iowa is going to do that much on the offensive side of the ball. Preview for us, if you will, if it goes according to Hoyle, Georgia would be one, Michigan be two in the playoff, right? And Alabama probably out. A Georgia-Michigan final. What, where, where do you think the number lands there? Because I think Michigan gives them a decent game. I think they'd give them a decent game, but I still think Georgia would have to get more than a touchdown, right? Yeah, I, I mean, or else Alabama you just have so much. Yeah. Yeah, you'd because, have to. because Ohio State was 7.5 yeah, right. on the road mm-hmm. in, in Ann Arbor, and we're going to change the whole narrative based on one game when Georgia's been the best team in college football right. all year long. Right. I, I mean, to me, I think it stays that way. I need the dogs to win this game. I've got Georgia at 2-1 to one to win the SEC. I said all year long, Georgia's winning the SEC. I thought yeah, Alabama was yeah. going to have a drop. Look. As great as the Hurricanes were in 2001 and as great as Alabama was last year and LSU was in 2019, you cannot lose this much talent. High school kids are not replacing first-round picks. If that were the case, then we would just never need to play the games and annoying Alabama number one every year. But you basically can. Because, I mean, they just, the way they recruit, I mean, they they got guys third stringers or five stars. They have, but if Brian Harson and Tank Bigsby actually knew how to manage a game, we might not be in this situation. The happiest person in the world. When they saw that kicker come out there for Auburn on the extra point was Nick Saban. Because he didn't want the game coming down to one play and a two-point conversion. Mike and I talked about it. Even though the play, he had to break the tackle on the two-pointer in the second overtime, I thought it was a beautifully designed play. Why not run that play? You got the perfect setup. Mike pointed this out on Monday. He goes, perfect setup. Bama scores first, 7-6. You got a chance. You could win the Iron Bowl on a two-pointer. Yeah, I am always in favor of, hey, one play. Let's go get it. Let's, Let's go win the game right now. I don't like taking that thing to overtime. But, you know, it's funny. We talk about Alabama like they're so far down, whatever. Yeah. 
11 and 1, number 3 in the nation. Yeah. Alabama is still a, a, if this is a down year, I would take that as a Wisconsin fan, I'd take that down year once in my lifetime. I, I listen, I would agree. This has been a bad week for all three of us. Wisconsin loses to uh, Minnesota, Ohio State loses yeah. to Michigan, and you guys lose your head coach, but actually it might be an upgrade. You think? And Notre Dame. You like that higher? I think Marcus Freeman's going to bring an energy in there that's going to yeah. be different. And I and think he's – I don't like Lincoln Riley going to SC, and I don't like Freeman going to Notre Dame. It's a bigger problem for Ohio State in recruiting. I, I will say this, that, uh, yeah, Notre Dame might just be addition by subtraction, right? Yeah. You could tell – I mean, the stories coming out, those those kids really didn't like Brian Kelly. They were – everybody was done with each other. Let's yeah. put it that yeah. way. And I think that Notre Dame can, you know, move on to a new era. I think it's I think it's going to end up being a plus for them. I thought they were going to hire Lou Holtz to coach them. The, <laughs> so the, the, that, that, how about that's what I wanted to yeah. do. Like, this is all of a sudden becoming a thing. Alvarez <laughs> yeah, right? coaches Wisconsin. And, well, yeah, Alvarez we, likes to extend his record. He wants to eventually yeah, run for governor in the state. But I'll tell you what, how about medium game Bob? Get three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. You're for this. wrong. Why would you say that? You're a big Bob Stoops fan. I, I am. Stop bro, with that nonsense. Bro, Outside this, of that lot, lost to Rich Rod. He was very good in big. Well, games. I have a bias towards Bob Stoops because he always treated me extremely well when I covered OU because he's nice. from the same part of the country I'm from. So he was always very generous and gracious with his time. But I just joke about that. They had a tremendous program in Oklahoma. But I said this is the most important hire Oklahoma has made since I was screwed up not hiring Bob Stoops. Interesting. Yeah, and I mean, at that point, that, that program's to the point where you can have anybody you want. Yeah, and that's why I was surprised Lincoln left. Why? Like, it, is USC a better program right now in Oklahoma? Because I think he looks at the coaches in the SEC. That is it. And yeah. he looks at the coaches in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. the resources USC has, the ability to recruit, and I think yeah. he has an easier path. There. I mean, USC's been a sleeping giant yeah. forever. <laughs> that that program should be... You could, I saw something where the top four and the Heisman favorite odds, all from Southern California, yeah. none mm-hmm. are playing in Southern California. Like... Just get the SoCal kids. That's one of those rare jobs where it's a walk out of your front door recruiting. You don't need to get on a flight ever if you're USC's head coach. You could just recruit Southern California. And be good. Think about the quarterbacks from SoCal real quick. I know DJ has not had a good year for Clemson. Matt Corral, SoCal kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Young, SoCal kid. Uh, CJ Stroud, SoCal yep. kid. If you're there, you're going to win. I've always contended that USC, to me, if everything's equal across the board, it's the best job in college football. And now you really? factor a name, image, and likeness in Los Angeles, that yeah. market. Just think about the post-football career you could have being in L.A. Yeah, and, and nobody in the Pac-12 is really. David Shaw has three tight end sets now. You're, you're not sweating those guys. Like, USC should be 11 wins out of the uh, Just uh, rolling out of bed 11 wins. How long do you think Chip stays in Westwood? I don't know. I mean, who are they going to get who's better, really? Yeah. You know, I mean, I Fair thought point. that they had I, I a decent year. I think from his year, perspective, though, how much longer oh, oh, do you yeah. want to I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that he's... He's had such a weird career. I mean, I remember when he came to the Eagles, it was like Chip Kelly's reinventing football. Bill Belichick's asking him for advice. You know, I mean, and now it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Chip Kelly's at UCLA. Um, I, I joked at Notre Dame before they made the, the decision to promote the D coordinator. They could have asked Alvarez. He might want to coach another five or ten years. I mean, he wants to coach the my, bowl my, game every just, year. This is my worst time of year because now Jim Leonard's off probably yeah. shot. Don't take Jim away from Wisconsin. When we come back, Amal's picks, my picks, most importantly, Frank's picks. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. With Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports, this is a a section of the program where we give out our picks, so we'll do the honors to the guest. Frank, you've got a, uh, an NFL pick and two NBA picks for us today. <laughs> I I do like the Saints. Mm. I, I feel like we're going down this road, though, where every sharp better wants to bet the Saints every week, right? And I'm <laughs> I'm falling into that trap I did on Thanksgiving, unfortunately. I don't trust the Cowboys right now. Mm. I really don't. I, I don't. I don't think the Cowboys... I, I get they've had injuries, but when you've lost three or four, I don't know that I trust you as a six-point road favorite, necessarily. And then, yeah, in the NBA... I'm I, I, I'm gonna be a homer. I'll take the Bucks. I, I get it. Back to back, they played a, a tough game against Charlotte last night. But I just think this team's really hitting its stride. And then I like the Knicks. I like the Knicks at yeah. home as, as a small underdog. There, the Bulls are a great team. Don't get me wrong. But the Knicks, you know what you're getting out of them. Maximum effort every night. Thibs won't let them take a night off. And I, I think I really like them in that spot as a home dog. I'm all. I tend to agree with Frank on those on the NBA side there as well. I stayed away from the Bulls game. I'm mean, excuse me, the Raptors game there. But in the NFL, I went with the Saints here plus six and a half. Remember, Sean Payton coached in Dallas, 
And I got to tell you, he's a guy who thought he should have been the Cowboys head coach. He's got an offseason home in Austin. He wanted to be the Cowboys coach. Jerry didn't bring him in because Sean would not sit there and listen to him like, you know, the the clapper, as you like to call him, Jason Garrett would. And to me, when I look at him, I think Sean Payton's going to have a terrific game plan ready. I think they beat this Cowboys team outright. I took the plus six and a half here, yeah. just too many points to pass up on. And Frank made a good point. Can you really back Dallas right now, Mike, the way they're playing inconsistently? Got to bounce back anyway after that 0 for 3 debacle last night. Payton was the offensive coordinator on Parcell's staff, yep. the defensive coordinator, Mike Zimmer. That's wow. very, 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 very. And by the way, with the Saints, too, one reason I like them is because of Taysom Hill. Yeah. I, look, I'm based in Denver. I know what Trevor Simeon brings oh. to the table, right? <laughs> like, he is, he's not the They have no dimensions on that offense. He's a fine quarterback if you've got a lot around him. The Saints don't have anything on offense right now. They need a dimension, and Taysom can bring that. He's gonna. It's a totally different offense with him, and I think that they need a jolt like that. All right, we hit three straight EPL unders. I'm going away today. No soccer. The weather warming up in England. I do have a play for tomorrow night's Pac-12 championship game. I'm taking Oregon on the money line. I don't even want the points. I'm like the Eagles fans. We're gonna. They're going to win this game straight up. I've been down on Oregon all year, but you don't get embarrassed at Reich Seckles like they did and don't come back with a good performance. And I don't understand the line. If you gave if you gave Utah four, five, or six at Rice Eccles, why isn't Oregon a small favorite or pick here? Two and a half. Don't get it. I think Oregon wins this game, and I think they win by more than a touchdown. But I, let me ask you that, though. They got blown out. Yes, so they did. How do you, I mean, yes, I get it. Oregon's going to make adjustments. They want revenge and all that. But how can you go from 38-7 to feeling that good about Oregon? I think 38-7 is a little misleading because of the way Cristobal screwed up the end of the half and let that game get away from him. Okay. That's really a 14-17-0 game, and he let it get away from him. Yeah, sure and they conceded. Let me tell you something. Yeah. They're down by four touchdowns in the third quarter. They're huddling. They were done. <laughs> they, were, they wanted to get back on the plane and get back to Eugene. I think it's a different scenario tomorrow night. Completely agree with you there, Mike. And, Frank, to, his, uh, to your question, to me, Playing at 3,300-foot elevation has a little bit of a factor. Rice-Eccles is one of the most underrated home field advantages in college football. And sometimes it's the perfect storm, right? Like, I'm not taking anything away from Michigan or I'm not taking anything away from Minnesota, but I feel like those are road games. Neither of those teams are victorious against their opponents. And I feel like it's a similar situation for all the mistakes that Oregon made in that game. Quick turnaround, you have an opportunity to correct those things. All right, let's hit the NBA or the uh, NFL slate. Let's start out in Chicago. Always a tough place to play, Soldier Field. Right. Um, Cardinals have just been so good on the road. I think they have six straight road yeah. wins of double digits. Yes. They're going to try to set a record if, if they can win two more. And they're laying seven and a half against Chicago. I like the game under. Your thoughts? You know, I, I like the Cardinals. And mm-hmm. you were talking about your rankings before, uh-huh. and you had the Packers number one. I had the Cardinals number one because why wouldn't they be number mm-hmm. one at this point? I mean, they were winning with Colt McCoy, mm-hmm. okay? And if you want to have Cliff Kingsbury as a coach of the year, as crazy as that would have sounded three months ago, I totally can sign off on that. I think this Cardinals team is really, really good. They're going to get healthy this week. Kyler's going to be back, I believe. And I just don't... Look, Justin Fields should be starting right now. He's going to be a good quarterback. He is not a good quarterback right now. You could see in that Ravens game. They were scoreless when Justin Fields got hurt. Andy comes in. Andy Dalton, he gives him a little bit of a boost. Because I just think Andy's a better quarterback right now. Justin is going to be great, and he has moments of greatness. But he's not great play-to-play now. So I don't like this Bears team that much. I do like this Cardinals team. I think I hate laying this much. But I think this Cardinals team really gets right and blows them out. I think you're right on the point you just made with the Bears and also the same point from the uh, Cardinals' perspective. I want to ask you about an intriguing number here. Ravens on the road at Heinz Field laying four and a half. You know, generally speaking, in this series, you just write in before the season starts, three for the home team and call mm-hmm. it a day. 
How do you see this one now, though? Because I don't want to lay nearly five points on the road with the Ravens, but who the hell can back the Steelers? Right, and it's tough after last week, but I'm going to try to just eliminate last week. I'm just, look, you talk about a game getting away from you. Mm, The pick six to Hilton, and okay, now it becomes a blowout, and Ben's not rallying him after that. But before that, I thought the Steelers were really making some strides. I thought they were playing hard. Look, I I eliminate the Lions game, too, because Mason Rudolph is just a zero. He's not a good quarterback, and you're not getting anything. But in that Chargers game, I thought the Steelers played some good offense, the best offense of the year. Battled hard. I think Tomlin's a great coach. And the Ravens are tough because they haven't blown anybody out this year. They haven't won decisively basically in any game. Every game is a three-point game. Lamar's not playing well. He's in a slump. Mm. I like Pittsburgh here as a home dog. It's tough after last week, but I like Pittsburgh. Frank, do you believe, and I said that Lamar Jackson's a great regular season player. I don't believe when you go against elite defenses in the postseason that he is good enough to win. I mean, he almost injures his guys trying to catch these passes. They're so errant. (laughs) I, I don't believe. I don't believe that. I think he just hasn't won in the playoffs yet. Okay. I think he's fully Fair. capable. I don't believe in this whole regular season playoff Fair. thing. I think that the competition in the NFL is too fierce for that. And if you're great in a regular season, you're eventually going to be great in the playoffs. And I think he can be, and I think he will be. But right now, he's not playing well. Is the problem Lamar Jackson, or is the problem Greg Roman not sticking to the game plan when they get down a touchdown in the playoffs and they abandon the running? Right, game? and that's and that's a problem the Ravens have, yeah. and it's almost like I've I've compared it so often to service academy football. Where when you get behind, you're all of a sudden you're off schedule, yeah. and you do, the Ravens and they, they've had some comeback wins this year. Mm-hmm. The Colts game was oh. unbelievable, but you can't get off schedule when you're the Ravens. It, 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 there's not a great comeback team. So you know to your point, when you get into the playoffs, tough games, you fall behind 14 points to the Chargers, like they did Lamar's rookie year. They're not built to come back like that. Uh, I want to go to a team that I've been backing the last couple of weeks, the Miami Dolphins. They're home again. The They're Dolphins home. might run the table. Look, like if you look, yeah, at, their look schedule, at their schedule, they might. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Look, I mean, Brian Flores didn't become a bad coach the first eight weeks of the year, okay? <laughs> yeah. They had no continuity. Of the off. It's still, to me, a top five, top seven defense. Mm-hmm. They get to stay at home. The Giants beat the Eagles. They benefited from a plus-four turnover margin. I didn't think they looked very good offensively at all. No. I don't think they're going to move the ball in South Florida. I'm willing to lay the four. Are you here? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Miami is one of those teams. Where, here's why. I think we've underrated Tua t- Tungavailoa. I'm sorry. I would just mm-hmm. call him Tua because I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, yeah, right? So Tua... <laughs> He's out, and Jacoby comes in. We think that there's the same guy? No. Like, Tua is, if Tua had not gone ahead of Justin Herbert in a draft, we'd look at Tua completely differently. Great point. We would say, Tua's fine. Like, he's not great. He's never going to be great, maybe, but he's a good middle-of-the-road NFL quarterback. He can move this offense. They're playing much better defense now that they're healthy. Daniel Jones might not answer the bell for this one. He's got that neck injury. I don't know that they're going to risk him. If it's Mike Glennon against the, the, the Miami Dolphins and you're only having to lay four, I'm good with that all day. I'm with you. I'd go against the neck any day of the week if you got a chance to go against Glennon there. And to your guys' point, they play the Giants, have a bye week, the Jets at home, at the Saints, at the Titans, yes. and then they close out with the Patriots. And the Patriots might have their seed wrapped up by then and not play anybody. The Dolphins legitimately, I don't think they will, yeah. but the schedule lines mm-hmm. up where they could run the table and win 10 games. The game of the weekend is Monday night. Buffalo hosting the New England Patriots. Patriots yeah. coming at 8-4. and four. New England obviously has played extremely well. Can this Bills team get back on track? We didn't. I didn't think New England could win this division. I was adamant about it. Now they're looking up in the standings, but a critical critical game crucial in terms of the entire AFC East. I think it depends what you think of the Bills right now. Do we think that they're just kind of sleepwalking through a dead part of their schedule where they're facing bad teams every week, right? And it's hard to get up, and maybe they get up for the Patriots. But I look at this Bills team, and I think, why are we giving them a pass? 
Every week, you know, as of two weeks ago, there was a Super Bowl favorite. Josh Allen was the MVP favorite. They haven't looked good all year. They lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, guys. Like, this hasn't been a great team, but they keep getting a pass. We, I, I like the Patriots here. I like. I think the Patriots went straight up. I think that they're the better team, and you're giving me three points. Do you think that now it's predicted high winds, which is not unusual for Orchard Park at this time of right. the year. Does, is that an advantage for the Bills? I know New England can run, but the Bills' rush defense is solid. Mm-hmm. You got Josh Allen, who, who has mobility and can create plays in the win. He's used to playing in it, played at Wyoming, right? Yeah. And then you got Mac Jones. He hasn't really faced much weather this year in the NFL. A Jacksonville or kid, college, really, right? I mean, a Jacksonville kid who played at yeah, Alabama. Right, so right. does the win become a factor for you in handicapping? It the could, game? but I think at some point when you play a game like that, you're going to need some balance on offense, and the Bills have none. Like none. Yeah. Matt Matt Burita is getting eight carries a game. Okay, that's your run game. So I don't know that that necessarily is a huge advantage for the Bills. Bill knows how. Bill Belichick knows how to win these types. One more game here, Frank. Before we have to go, look the whole with Dallas stumbling, as you said, the whole NFC East is up for grabs. All yeah. four of these teams All are actually yeah. live, including the team currently the seventh seed, the football team from Washington. Yeah. They lose their kicker. Short week for them. Longer rest for the Raiders playing on Thanksgiving, and they have to travel. But I think they're better. This team is better, and the defense has played better. The line is two and a half. Do you like the Raiders in this spot or the football team? I, I have no idea what to make of either of these teams, so I'm just taking the points. I mean, well, I think Washington's played a lot better. I trust Ron Rivera. This Raiders team looked dead in the water before that Dallas game. I don't know that I'm necessarily willing to totally shift my opinion on the Raiders based on them beating Dallas, but it was an impressive win. Good to see them rebound, but before that, they were just drawn dead. That, Frank, we want to thank you so much for great. what you've done for the show, and we look forward to talking to you week after week. Thanks so much for coming, and really appreciate Stay it. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, betting across America, and at 245 Pacific, Derek and I will be with winner Stormy Bonatani. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 